0: Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for being here at the Becoming You Forever podcast. My name is Emily Peterson, and I will be your host. I am a master energy healer and certified neural life coach. I'm a mother of four and a wife of 15 years, I love the beach, I love my feet in the sand and the water and connecting to the earth and all things music and fun and play, I love dance fights with my son where we play and pretend, and you know what, I love using my unique gifts and abilities to help busy women access their inner guidance, confidence, and power to be able to transform their life from the inside out, to finally conquer overwhelming and anxiety, and to feel in control of their lives again, thus becoming the next level version of themselves, become you forever. Thanks for being here. Hey friends, how's your new year? We're at the end of January, so it's still the beginning of the new year. But I just want to see where you're at mentally and emotionally and even, you know, spiritually or physically. Like, really understand where we're at. Because we sometimes start the new year off with this momentum, this inspiration, this motivation, this excitement of a brand new year. And we get so excited, we start writing down our goals, we start writing down the things that we really want to accomplish, and the person that we want to be, and the new habits we want to create, and all these kind of things. And then we get to the end of the month, we're further into the year, and... If we take time to just analyze the data of here are the facts of things that I did do, things that I didn't do, things that worked, things that didn't work, and we see how those things played out, and by the end of the month, if we see that, oh, well, at the beginning of the year, I had a goal to you know, eat healthier. I had a goal to exercise more often. I had a goal to work in my business more often. I had a goal to read my scriptures more or to whatever it was, right? Um, even if it's a goal to be more present with your family and your children. Um, yeah, anyway, whatever the goal is, we may have started the new year off being excited about what that might look like. And then by the end of the month, we can take all that data we can say, okay, so here's what I did. Here's the, um, if you were wanting to like have better health goals or something like that, then maybe you started writing down and keeping track of your daily um, things that you did, your daily meals, your meal plans, your um, exercise plans, and even maybe you weighed yourself at the beginning, right? And then by the end of the month, the, the data may point toward it not being what you really wanted it to be. So at the beginning, maybe you were a certain weight and you had this goal, okay, every day I keep track. I'm going to only eat these certain things. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to exercise this amount of days a week. And then at the end, if we don't, we could look at that as just being facts. Okay, so maybe I wanted to work out four days a week and I only worked out two days a week or a certain amount of minutes or hours a day. And, oh, yeah, and then I wanted to keep track of my meal plan. And, well, the first couple days I did and after that, nope. So then we look at the data, we look at how things went, and we start judging ourselves. We start putting ourselves down and automatically attaching to our worth and our value the actions that we have taken. So then our thoughts go wild and they say, oh yeah, you can never do this. This is too hard. This is too much for you. You made too high of goals. I mean, we're, we're at the end of the month and you didn't even like make it more than a few days following the goals that you had. And your thoughts and your brain will take you places that sometimes get really uncomfortable because our thoughts are going to generate that emotion in us. We're going to start feeling like we can't do this. We're going to start feeling bad inside. We're going to start feeling um, like overwhelmed by the fact that we wanted to achieve this goal or keep going or keep, you know, doing the things that we said we would do. And then we fell off the wagon (laughs) and our thoughts will just continue to create within us the feeling of not good enough, the feeling of hopeless or whatever that emotion might come up for us as. And then that leads us to not showing up as the best version of ourselves because we don't feel like we're going to even achieve that or get to where we want to be. That if, you know, if I fell back once, then I can't do, I can't do this again. What's the, the point, right? So then we just literally keep cycling around and around. And at the end, we're no better either way. But if we take the data and we say, oh, well, okay, so maybe I didn't do all of these things throughout the month that I said I would do, that I really wanted to do. How can I kind of tweak things? Like what needs to be different? Did I have higher expectations of myself that maybe weren't realistic or believable for myself? And if that's the case, then we can start fueling our brain with something like you know what that's okay it's okay I just now I learned that maybe I'm not good at meal planning and that's okay maybe I don't like working out at these specific times or this many times and maybe I want to do things a little differently and that could then look like you know um Instead of being so structured and so particular in the way that we do things, we could be more flexible, which means as long as I feel like throughout the week I have moved my body, as long as throughout the week I have chosen more healthy food and more water than I chose the treats and the cookies and the soda, whatever it might look like, and I'm only using this goal, (laughs) this example, because so many people are focused on that at the beginning of the year. And you can apply it in anything. You can apply it even as being a parent. So if at the beginning of the year, you decided, I want to be more present with my kids and enjoy the time together and not just sit and watch TV, but actually whether it looks like playing with them or it looks like reading with them, or it looks like just being okay with them showing up as they're showing up, like playing video games or doing their thing and not being so naggy. (laughs) That's something I'm working on. Um, Then you could also look at the data that way. You could say, okay, by the end of the month, um, how has that been? You know, have I been as present with my kids? Have I gotten as frustrated? Have I You know, actually taking the time to be with them, or did I just not follow through on those things? And if it didn't work, then we just course correct again, right? And if we show our brain that and offer it new thoughts, then there's hope for getting each of these things that we want to fulfill and follow through on to keep going. Instead of feeling like we have failed and we stop and we quit and we just don't try anymore, we have a new momentum of, okay, let's just course correct. Let's see what the data is. Let's see what the facts are. Let's see what has happened. And then allow yourself grace because we do all kind of fall short of the things that we really want to accomplish, especially when we're very hard on ourselves, when we have really high expectations of ourselves, and we've set really, really, really lofty goals. Those are great, but sometimes maybe it wasn't the right goal at the right time, or maybe it was too much that we tried to take on and And it's so easy to beat ourselves up. We take too much on. We have these high expectations. We don't meet them all. And all of a sudden, now this is who we are. We are not responsible. We're not capable. We're, you know, all these things. But instead, if we literally just viewed that data, viewed the facts of, here's what happened. Here's what I chose. Here's what took place in these goals. I didn't reach them. And then we just literally sit down with ourselves and say, okay, well, what happened? What happened here? And most of the time, our brain will give us thoughts of, oh, you just couldn't hack it. You couldn't do enough. It was just, you know, this is not the right thing for you. But if we actually give ourselves grace, then we can come with the thoughts of, you know what? I think that was just too much for me at this time. Maybe I just want to start smaller. Maybe all I want to do is smile more often. Maybe all I want to do is take a short walk every day. Maybe all I want to do is just snuggle my kids while we watch a movie, right? And again, if we see it as just the facts... And then we start changing the course of how we want to do things and we decide that it's okay if I just want to do a little tiny bit, if I just want to show up a little bit better than I was yesterday, if if we want to just be more present but present maybe mentally, maybe not fully physically where we're playing and doing things with our kids in that way or maybe more present with our goals. And maybe it's not meal planning. Maybe it's more of as long as I know I have more healthy food in the house, that makes me feel better, right? And just allowing yourself to do those little things that then you just build that momentum of, oh, well, if I can do these little things, let's build one tiny little micro habit on top of another. As we reach one And we get to one space, we get to a place of, oh, now I'm more aware of why why I wasn't present with my kids. Now I'm more aware of why I didn't want to exercise. Now I'm more aware of why that meal planning thing didn't work for me. And then that's where, in that state of mind, that's where you start to feel empowered to then really follow through and have the momentum to reach more of those goals that you want to reach. And as I've worked with women, and I had a client who was really wanting to improve her marriage and her relationship with her husband, and she had struggled to feel like everything was going to be okay, and like she was enough, and she kind of just lost some of her self-worth. And started feeling insecure within herself. And she, she kind of went the opposite end of, well, I have to prove now that I am worthy. So now I have to do all of these things, doing all of these things, in order to prove that I'm worthy and that I can be loved. So she would do all these things that she thought would make her more lovable. She would show up and over, <laughs> overproduce. So she would do all these things out of the energy of, I have to, I have to have a clean house. I have to um, always have the perfect meal. I have to always do these certain things for my husband. Everybody else comes first and I don't deserve anything until I have done all these things for them. And in that energy of feeling less than and feeling overwhelmed and insecure and all of that, that's what everyone else received. So that's what her husband received instead of feeling loved and feeling like she was actually taking care of him and enjoying time together and working on their marriage, he felt like all she was doing was stuff and he didn't even feel like it was about them anymore. So she started to shift and recreate new thoughts and regenerate, I should say, new thoughts and emotions and Then she showed up with a different energy. As she began to show up with a different energy, it became more believable. She became more authentic. She showed up and she admitted that, okay, you know what? I was trying too hard, doing all of these things, thinking I had to do it all. I didn't even ask for your help. I didn't ask for your advice. I didn't ask for your support. I just expected it or I thought that I had to do all these things in order to receive it. And he didn't realize that that's (laughs) like what was going on because it was confusing. But for her, she needed to know her value. And she thought that that value was attached to the things that she did. So as she started to gain more confidence within herself and started to really focus on what she could control, and she stopped overdoing everything, overproducing and over you know, cleaning and over everything, then that authenticity came out and she was more open. She was more loving. The energy of love was easier to feel and to, to really attach to. And she became more approachable and it really started to shift within her the ability to show up the way that she really wanted to, and she knew that her value was already just a part of her. And we worked a lot on the confidence part, where it's really just about her self-confidence. She just didn't believe enough in herself, and she thought that she had to prove who she was and do all the things, when really all it was was just loving herself and everything just started to fall into place. That she loved herself enough that when she wanted to love and show that love to others, they actually began to feel it. Because if we don't love ourselves enough, then it doesn't feel as genuine and people don't really feel that love from us. Well, they anyway, that's a different (laughs) topic. Because we can't force anyone to feel what we're trying to express anyway. But either way, It was harder for her to really feel that love genuinely until she felt it for herself. And I thought it was a beautiful transition for her and to see her blossom into who she really was. And she's still becoming that person. She's still working on those things. But the fact that it's not so much of a struggle now and she's not fueled by the emotion of insecurity and fear and anger and sadness and all of those things. Instead, she's fueled by hope and love and peace, right? And it's amazing how we can literally start to change things in our life just because of our thoughts and understanding that we usually create a lot of drama and a lot of stories in our own mind. And they're usually fear-based or have an emotion around the story that causes us to feel insecure or uncomfortable or pain, right? And so instead of creating the drama like she would literally always wonder and be sus- suspicious of her husband when he was on his phone all the time and and that caused more insecurity because she'd start creating stories in her head about well, why is he on his phone all the time? Well, who is he talking to? What what is he texting? What does he do? Maybe he really does have a secret life. And that just brought on insecurity. And then that created the feeling of disconnect and pain, right? And then she acted out of those emotions of insecurity and pain by not being available to him, by being um, pushing away, by being very resistant. And then the result was it just recycled. The result was that they didn't have a good and connected relationship. And so as she started to shift those thoughts to, it's okay, I I get on my phone too. I text and I'm not doing anything that could put distance between us. So it's okay, thoughts. I know you're there. (laughs) Your brain's gonna offer you all the things. Um, because it thinks it's trying to keep you safe. And we just get to understand what those thoughts are. And then we get to decide if they're actually serving us. And we become more empowered when we actually do take the time to understand why we're feeling a certain way. Because our feelings are going to be fueled by the stories that we create, the thoughts that we have, the beliefs that we we you know follow through on and everything like that. And then we get to decide. We get to decide how do we want to think? How do we want to show up? How do I how do I really want to be? And we get to decide what we think about that. Even if it looks like that could be something different. And other people might offer you the thought of, oh, this happened to so-and-so, so so that must be what they're doing, and then you go crazy again. But if you decide, oh, well, that's okay that that happened with that person, that's okay. And if it happens with me, and if this becomes my reality, I guess I'll deal with it when the time comes. But if we get lost in our own thoughts, and we start overanalyzing, and we start over-dramatizing, then that fuels an emotion that usually leads us to taking action that's not supporting who we really want to be, or it leads us to taking action that disconnects us from the ones that we love, and it creates the reality that we might not ideally want so if we want something different in our life and we want to fulfill these goals and follow these dreams and have these things take place and be the way that we really envision them being no matter when it is we get to just take in the data we get to then decide and course correct decide okay what worked what didn't how do i want to be Okay, well, what was actually happening? What was fueling these certain emotions? Okay, and then, oh, these were the thoughts that I was thinking. This is the story that I created, and I want to do something else so that I can be more empowered to have something better in the end. I hope this all makes sense because I do go into depth as I coach people, but I also, I know that there are just these little little nuggets that as we take them in and as we learn and as we even just give our mind the option to see that these things could be what's happening, like to give ourselves the option of, oh, oh, it was a thought that was going through my head. I was creating the drama and that caused me to feel insecure, Oh, that makes sense. And because of that insecurity, I didn't really show up and take action as my best self. So that's why I didn't reach that goal. Oh, I get it now. Right? So how do I want to create what I really want? Show up in the energy of how you envision yourself in the end with that goal or that result that you really want in the end. Does she feel empowered? Does she feel strong? Does she feel beautiful? Does she feel healthy? Does she feel connected? Does she feel abundant? What does she feel like? And don't worry about how to get all those emotions. Just decide that if I want to feel that now, what can I do? If I want to feel fulfilled, if I want to feel love, if I want to feel these things, I can literally start to do that for myself right now. So just like the woman who felt so insecure and started to over-dramatize things in her mind about her situation with her husband, we can also start to understand where we're at and take that time. We can also decide, you know what, if I want to feel confident, confidence doesn't come from these feelings of insecurity and causing all this drama. Confidence will come from, oh, I know who I am and I'm going to follow through on these little things that I want to do. And I'm going to show up as my best self. And I'm going to take care of me in all of these ways with cleaning up, Myself, cleaning up the way that I think, cleaning up the way that I show up, cleaning up the way that I decide to react to things. So I hope you have a fantastic week. And if you have any questions, whether it's about this podcast episode or any others, and you want to connect and you really want to understand uh, more about yourself and how this process works and how we can work through these emotions to create and generate better emotions and also to create the current reality that you really want. That's what I'm here for. And I do offer free first-time one-on-one sessions. So take advantage of that because it's pretty amazing. (laughs) And I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll see you later. Thank you for showing up and being part of the Becoming You Forever community. If any of this is valuable to you, I ask that you would share with others just go ahead and share the link. And you could also get onto iTunes if you have the opportunity and share a review and leave me a five star because I know that that's how you are. You show up and you just help and serve so many other people. We help one another as we share what is of value to us. And I am so grateful to be here. If you do not have a coach and you are seeking more support and just need more clarity in your life and want more harmony and confidence to thrive and to become that next level version of yourself, I would love to be your coach and I would love to support you however I can. So go ahead and just reach out at www.insightsfromemily.org.